shit. It's already Wednesday again, you motherfathers. Are you are you the guy that's excited about college basketball tomorrow? Because let me go ahead and tell you, there's going to be a lot of big guys feeding the post. You got to get the ball in the paint to win in the tournament. Let me just go ahead and tell you, you mother father, the only paint you should be concerned with tomorrow is the Valspar. Because PGA DFS is better than college basketball. There, I said it. I don't give a shit if it offends you or not. These are facts. You need to deal with it, new guy. Okay, look, you can watch college basketball on the side, but don't you blow off golf. Don't you do it, and if you are, yeah, get the hell out of here, you slimy bastard. What's up, new guy? I'm the Degenerate75. I am a PGA DFS content creator who has been doing PGA DFS for a long time at a pretty successful level, and I'm here to help you not suck so bad at it by telling you all the ways that you're kind of kicking yourself in the dick. Maybe you'll like my show. Maybe you'll like the cut of my jib. If you do, I encourage you to hang around for the next hour and watch because this is the live stream we do every Wednesday, 7 p.m. Lord's time zone, as always. But don't forget, the real advantage in PGA DFS is this little thing called Showdown where people are morons and we take advantage of them. It's right here. And you need to come Friday and Saturday night and watch Showdown Hoedown, the flagship of my station, for every round three and round four as we try to get an edge and make lots of money off of Showdown, okay? Plus, let's face it. This is week long what we're playing. I'm still trying to get it officially named Kicking the Nuts. Kicking the Nuts. By Friday afternoon, you're like, man, I hate golf. Well, let me just go ahead and tell you, I'll put a little wind in your sails if you just simply come play Showdown with me. So check those out. Uh, I encourage you to. All right, let's talk about some other stuff. You don't know, season two of my pod is out, and my first guest was Peter Overset. That is already up. Go check it out. I will have uh, 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 another one coming out soon. Still waiting to hear back from one of my guests. Uh, and if not, uh, I'll, I'll just find somebody else. There, there's a lot of smart people out there I want to talk to, brother. If you don't know, we're going to be doing a big drawing towards the end. I heard, highly encourage you to hang around. It is sponsored by my guy Nuggets, who just fucking hits a monster lineup at least once a week, I swear. And he just always wants to sponsor. So that's very cool of him because all these giveaways do get expensive, although we're not poors around here. And I don't have any sponsors except all these awesome guys like Nick and Nuggets and Gavin and uh, all these dudes, uh, not to mention Cody coming up soon. Am I going to do it right now? No, I'm not, new guy. No, I'm not, because then you'll leave, you donkey dick. I, if you're going to leave, because I'm not doing the drawing right now, I don't want you here anyways. Get out of here. Uh, if you, oh, wait, that's not supposed to be there. That's not, that's not supposed to be there. That's, uh, that, that, oh, no, that is supposed to be there. I don't even know my own shtick. Uh, if you don't know, the big guy has a bit of a problem saying... The fuck word, okay? And I'm trying to get better at it. So every time I do it, I put a dollar in the till. Uh, last week, uh, at the end of this, I will draw, and one of you will play me one-on-one, -on -one, and we will play for all that money in the fuck counter, okay? Uh, last week's winner, this was the contest he brought up against me. I was able to beat it. So, Teddy, what do you think? Pay that man his money. No, Teddy, I don't think we will. The donkey dick didn't even challenge me. I win again. I have four. I have won four in a row. I will never lose again. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I'll keep saying it forever. Sorry, Mom. It's got to be this way. These pretenders are so scared of me now after the heater, they don't even challenge me anymore. So if you win the fuck counter, please come challenge me head to head. You get that money. I'll PayPal it to you. Uh, oh, I also forgot to say uh, on the collage here, uh, 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 we had a good week over uh, on my over in my, my Discord, right? My website, my community is really what it is. Look at all those first places. My new coaster who won the uh, who won the drawing last week. More on him in a little bit. Um, uh, he had a good week, I would say, of even better than that, believe it or not. My dude Bill just wins GPPs. Mike Stacks winning two of them. Julian winning one. Phil winning one and one. L LSU Nick being a sweaty one and winning DP World Tour. Ty Sly winning one. It's not a normal week unless A.D. Smith winning five figures. Uh, my dude B. Phillips winning, uh, almost taking down a GPP. Same thing with Titan and JT Cap. Lots of seconds. My dude Ricardo winning a ridiculous $12,500. That is some real money, you motherfuckers. Phil again. Uh, DePeach was on there, Roxor, uh, uh, Dr. Lucky, Millsap, Gavin, I don't know. I'm, my big ass is in the way. All kinds of awesome people. This is just from last week of the players, a.k.a. kicking the nuts, a.k.a. we actually won. It's a miracle of God, okay? So, uh, all of that is just our intro. Let's just go ahead and take one second. You know what? Because all of you, 195 of you that get here on time, I want to thank you. Let's do a editor in the chat. Do a drawing right now. This is to do a $20 ticket with me tonight. We can do it for week long or what a lot of people have been doing is they say, let's do Sunday showdown. That was a good move by Cody, by the way. Our winner is Jason Jones. There it is. Jason, send me a DM uh, either on the website or uh, on Twitter and we will make our lineup tonight unless you want to do showdown. All right. There, that's one winner. I, I want to start rewarding people who are here the whole damn time. I might even even do one at the end because I know everybody leaves after the drawing. I'm smarter than you. I'll figure out how to get you to stay. 
All right. We always begin, new guy, with a very simple question, yet a refined and important one. Are you ready? Have you made your lineups yet? You have. You have. I can see it. You're sheepish and you won't make eye contact. You've made your lineups. What a donkey dick. New guy, you can't make lineups until this show is over, right? You got to wait until 8 p.m. Lord's time zone. That's what time we'll be out here because I got a hot date with dinner. Uh, and so when you do that, like you don't even have all the relevant information. So now you're stuck to your picks and like you love your lineups and I don't want to change them. Well, you shouldn't have made it yet, donkey. So I forgive you. You're a new guy. Just be better. Okay. First of all, let's talk about a little contest selection this week. First of all, kudos to DraftKings, right? For, for you know, being an off week, following the major, I figured that they were going to, like, make these tournaments too small. But as you can see, none of them have really filled yet. And that's a really good sign. At 7 o'clock, these contests should not be filled. Did you hear that, DraftKings? At 7 o'clock, Lord's time zone, these contests should not be full. They should be about where they're at, about 70% full. By midnight, they'll be 90% full. And by the time it locks, it'll be completely full. You're going to make your money, DK. Don't you worry. You can still have it your way. <sighs> contests this week are really great i mean really great weirdly enough i say that there's a couple of them they just took a dump on which sucks because some of my favorite ones they really killed this week so let's talk about the contest that you should be playing in new guy because if you don't know this is the first place you're blowing your money I don't hate the big $20 this week, right? Yes, it's 25% to first. There's a million-dollar prize pool, 25% to first. I don't love that, right? Second place is only 40% to first. Don't love that. Uh, uh, and 10th and, and place is only 150th. That's not great. But for it being the main flagship contest of the week, that is one of the better prize structures you see, right? At least it's not the stupid millionaire maker last week, uh, or at least it's not one of those ones where a third goes to first. Is there a better place to get your money in than this? Yes. If you're playing 100 bucks this week, the last thing you should do is go toss five in this, okay? You just shouldn't. You'd be way better doing getting in some single entries or getting in a $100 single entry or a bunch of smaller single entries or even like a $3.20 max. Uh, those are such better contests to get your money into uh, and you won't have to be depositing every week, right? <sighs> The, no one's playing in the 3180. I'll tell you, the 555, love the 555 this week. The 555 is popping. Uh, this is just a great term. Look how good this payout structure is. First is only 20% of, uh, of the prize pool. Second is 60% of that. And then 10th place is 120th. I mean, man, that is a good contest, right? I will tell you, a lot of the pros will be putting 30 lineups in it. So if you're just going to put one in there, you, might be, you, you could probably find better places, right? The big $5, love this payout structure, nice and flat, tremendous contest. If I'm going to play in a lottery contest this week, it would be in this $5, not in the big $20. Only problem is, beating 83,000 people, a wise philosopher, I believe it was Aristotle, it could have been Socrates, said that's hard. That, that, I will never forget that. I read that. Uh, it was. It was Aristotle the Republic. I remember it. Yes. Uh, Good, good read, by the way. Uh, from there, this one's the nuts. I've already max entered it. I, if you're a guy that plays $1,000 a week, go get in this 254 max. It is a great payout structure. I didn't even have any special lineups in it last week, and I basically broke even just because it had a good payout structure. Hashtag great, great contest. Good job, DraftKings. I'm proud of you. Uh, the $20 three max, you know how I feel about 20 maxes. I love them. They have great payout structures, only 10% to first. I'd like to see second a little higher, but overall, a very good contest. Very happy with that one. The $100 single entry is awesome, but here's where I want to shit on DraftKings for a minute. I'm a big fan of the $200 single entries. I play in them every week, but look at these con the 200s, man. It's 25% to first, and then look how fast it starts falling off. I want a little bit flatter payout structure, and even in the secondary 200, they're doing, uh, what, 28% to first? Uh, Polly, tell them. Get the fuck out Come of on, here. DraftKings. Get it together, man. That's just, I don't like it. So instead of playing in those $200 single entries this week, I'm just going to move those funds over to the 254 max. That's where I want to play. If you're playing on a budget, you know, you cannot go wrong. If you want to play $200 this week, this is the nuts right here, right? This is the contest I fought to get. It's an 18 max $10. It can really help you keep a nice tight player pool, be in a contest with a flat payout structure, and actually have a real chance of winning. With 18 lineups and you're only playing 7,000 people, you, that's like a legit chance you could win. Uh, the, the three maxes for the 150, the $33 single entry, the $12, they're so good. Yes, I know you want to see like, I need $100,000 up top. You're not going to win it, so fucking quit worrying about it. Bob. All right. Uh, other ones you should look at. The $1.20 max is great. The $5 single entry is great. The $33 single entry is great. But as always, these Fantasy Golf World Championship tickets are so delicious. I chase them too. Yes, I want to play in the Fantasy Golf World Championship again. Yes, I want those tickets. But just know, new guy, you are going to burn through a lot of money chasing those tickets. And if you are fortunate enough to find a shamrock shoved way up your ass and you win one, you still are going to have to have that money in escrow all the way until August. And then you still have to actually 
specially placed to get in it. So I'm just letting you know, those satellites, as cool as, uh, as an experience as it is, if you're a guy that plays on a budget, the last damn thing you should be doing is worrying about satellites, especially satellites that don't have an overlay. That'd be my advice to you, brother. There you go. That's contest selection. Of course, the best contest you should play in is mine. Right in the description of this video, go hop in. No strings attached, no email, none of that shit, and you just get to play in my contest. Winner gets to make a ticket with me and uh, gets a free week on the on the website, and second place just gets a free week on the website. So hop in. It's fun. There's no strings attached. It's just building a community because if you don't know, that's what the big guy's about. We're trying to have a little bit of fun with PGA DFS. Uh, our winner last week, RV Dart. There you go. RV Dart, me and you, we're making a lineup this week, you motherfucker. So congratulations to you. Let's get to the next question for the new guy. Hey, new guy. I would say this week that maybe the most important thing that we will talk about is this. What is it, new guy? Nope, that's not it. The new guys this year are undefeated at sucking ass. Here we go. It is weather, you donkey. And I don't want to brag, but I am filthy rich, and I can afford the $18 a year to windy.com. And as you can see, it's been messing with me all day. The real answer is here, new guy, is the newest, hottest projections. The one that come from the projections that I trust the most come out at 8 p.m. Central. That's Lord's time zone. And so that's going to be right when this show ends. So I'm going to have to go do a whole other video after this for my website to give them the most up-to-date uh, up news. This is still the 4 o'clock projections. And as you can see, we, we've got some complicated news here, right? I, I, I don't know how to read this exactly. First of all, if you don't know, they're playing over by the Tampa Bay there in Florida. And as you can see, weather really matters. It, 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 like, if you can nail a weather edge like last week, if you played the contrarian weather edge, you picked up two strokes. And it really helped you get you on some really good plays, right? Uh, this, this, this young startup kid, Scotty Scheffner, Chef. Whatever. He was on the good wave, and he did pretty well. So I'm just saying, like, there can be an edge there. And as you look at it, I will just tell you what I'm seeing and what I'm leaning to. But just know that, like, it's weather, and it can change. Okay? I, I will have a more definitive answer for the video that I do here in an hour. All right. Here's what I see. I see that it is going to be windy Thursday morning, right? You can see almost all of the projections agree that Thursday morning is going to be windy, okay? If you don't know... Uh, if, you're, if you're a showdown guy or whatever, you surely know this, that the trade-off typically is this. Mornings tend to have better scoring conditions because the course is softer. It hasn't been in the sun all day, so it hasn't baked out. The greens aren't as chewed up, and uh, winds tend to be lighter in the morning, right? Th th that's like a holy trinity of better scoring. But as you can see, most of the wind, all six projections agree that the vast majority of the wind Thursday is going to come in the morning. But I do want to give you this. Last week at the players, and I think the players is a very comparable course of this in the way that the wind blows because they're both Florida-ish, coastal-ish courses, right? And because of that, I would tell you that even last week when we saw that there was going to be more wind in the morning than in the afternoon, in round one, the morning guys actually played better. The morning guys had a significantly better scoring. I believe it was like three quarters of a shot difference. So the trade-off was, was that you would rather have more wind and be playing in the softer conditions, right? In the afternoon, those guys really sucked last week on the Thursday p.m. And you thought, well, it's okay. They'll get them back on the flip side. But it ended up not being that way, right? It was with the weather delay, it ended up just being another huge advantage to the guys who were a.m. p.m. So that's how you get the two-stroke difference last week. But this week, what I will tell you is uh, there is no chance at a weather delay, right? There is no, not going to be any thunderstorms rolling through as of now. There's like a 3% like a chance, right? So if they're going to get the lighter winds on Friday, yes, they're going to have to deal with a baked out course, but so will the, the AM guys on Friday, right? Here's what I am seeing for Friday. Friday, it is going to be blowing all day. Friday, these guys are going to be getting their asses kicked. That I can assure you, right? And there is an argument to be made for playing Thursday AM guys and then playing Friday PM guys, even though it appears they'll be in the worst of it, simply because at least they just have to grind out pars to make the cut. However, it would appear as though the PM guys are going to have less wins to deal with Thursday and Friday. Okay, so if you're a guy that's terrified of the wind, which you should be, it dramatically affects scoring. Now you've got guys, which it appears almost all of them agree, that between 2 to 6 o'clock on Friday afternoon, it is going to be, the wind is going to be blowing, and we know that this course is going to be baked out. They haven't had rain in like a week there. We are going to get rain on Saturday, but there hasn't been uh, much rain leaning up to it. So I think in, uh, the, it's going to get up to 77 degrees. You're going to see a baked out course, and I'm telling you, Friday afternoon, this course could be a real juggernaut, a real juggernaut. And so you might not want to have your guys out there Friday afternoon trying to scrap to make the cut. If they didn't go up there and blitz this course on Thursday a.m., they could be in real trouble. So if I had to pick right now, it's 7.15 in the Lord's time zone, I would say that there is an edge 
for the PMAM. That's what I would lean towards, right? But this is what you need to know about weather edges. Should you go all in on them? I think it's okay to go all in on them because you want to know the truth? Your fucking picks suck, okay? Your picks suck. Wait, that's a donkey. Well, you are a donkey, but your picks suck. Um, and uh, what I think you need to remember is like, if you can know that you're going to gain an advantage, you should let your picks go and just simply play the game. That would be my first piece of advice to you. But the other thing I would tell you, if you don't want to go all in on a weather edge, which I get, right? You're married to your picks. You pay a guy $100 a month and he gives you his shitty picks. I get it. I get it. I really do. So if you're married to those picks, well, this is what you do. If you really want to know how to use weather to incorporate how to affect your player pool, you do these two things, right? The first one is, is you realize that it dramatically impacts lesser players way more, right? So like that, that last guy in your lineup, that sixth guy in your lineup, oh, fuck it, I really want to play this guy. Is he going to miss the cut? Well, I'll tell you what, your made cut equity goes way up when you're in the better wave, right? Those marginal players get through the cut so much more frequently when they come from the better wave than when they come from the best wave. Okay, that's number one. Number two is studs do not are not nearly as impacted, nor is their win equity nearly as impacted. If you want proof last week, I was pretty confident there was going to be a, pay, a PM AM wave advantage that ended up not playing out. Actually, not only did it not play out, it was the exact opposite. But I didn't give a shit because I was playing Scotty Scheffler no matter what. And Scotty Scheffler, even if he was on the bad side of the wave, was still going to win that tournament. He's just an alien. OK, so what I'm trying to tell you is, is even though Scotty came from the good wave last week, he didn't win that tournament because he came from the good wave. He came, he won the tournament because he was better than everybody. Studs are not as affected. So if you're going to use this wave stack to delineate between your lineups, well, then I would really encourage you to do it for the bottom end people in your player pool and not the top end studs that you may like. If you love Jordan Spieth and you think he's going to win this week, well, then go play Jordan Spieth. I don't think you should get off of him because there could be a wave advantage. That is how you use weather to your advantage. The other thing to do is maybe you just take 25% of your lineups and go make them all AM PM, right? Or, or all PM AM, right? And then maybe just if, if, you, if you're feeling ballsy, go do another 25% that is all AM PM because nobody's going to be playing that. I'll tell you right now, probably about 7% of lineups will stack PM AM which really is a nothing burger, right? Even with the biggest names in this industry pushing that, not as many people will do it as you think because so many more people play DraftKings and consume zero content than you realize. I realize this. I fucking do it for a living. So even whenever you do stack it, you're getting tremendous leverage. And my point would be is like, don't go play guys you don't like from the other wave simply just to do it. But if you if there's guys that you already like in that wave, you find yourself already liking the majority of PMAM guys, well then just stick with them and feel confident that that's probably going to work out and maybe be convicted enough to go all six guys from PMAM. That's what I would do. It's your world. I'm just living in it. If you're using WinFinder, I wouldn't do that. They do not use the most reliable of the projections, brother. Hey, you know what? After this is over, I still got to go make lineups with all these contest winners. I still got to go make my lineups because if, if you don't know, the big guy does a lineup or 12 every once in a while. And how am I going to get all these done tonight and make all these lineups and go still make three more videos for my website? It's very simple. I use the best optimizer out there called The Solver. And if you don't know, look right there. This is on my projections up there. See, Degenerate75, I load all my week-long projections, aka kicking the nuts, Round one, round two, round three, round four, all uh, showdown are all loaded on there along with my ownership so you can make your player pool. You still make your player pool. It's not going to give you the magical answers to win every GPP, but I have won two GPPs and had 24 top tens over the past eight weeks. And you know what all those lineups have in common? Every single one of them was made on the solver. It takes my player pool that I make. I do the research. I do the time for it. And it makes the best versions of those lineups. And that is what has been really helping me because we as humans sometimes don't want to play this guy and this guy together. That's too icky. The optimizer don't give a shit. It's just going to play the best versions of your player pool. And I'm swear by it it has made me a better player not to mention next week is the dell match play my favorite contest of the year and we are already writing rules to help you optimize your lineup because so many websites out there be like we can help you optimize your lineups with the match play no they can't trust me i've looked at them they don't work we will have it for you i encourage you to check it out use my landing page if you don't see that showdown hoedown symbol there you will not get my projection so make sure you're using that Check it out. I swear by it. I shill two products, and the rule is for me shilling a product, I better like it, and I, I better use it, and I better like it. And this one checks both of them. I encourage you to check it out. All right, let's get to the thing that matters the most other than weather. And that is, of course, ownership. If you don't know, I'm a big ownership guy. I uh, Here's what all the other big names in the industry do. As you can see, there are some that do good ownership, and there's some that, well, they suck. That would be the long answer, right? Uh, I quit I quit posting this on Twitter. Too many butthurt people. 
Also, we're tracking chalk for all of you like, man, the chalk always get there. Okay, first of all, quit talking like that. Second of all, did it get there last week, Bob? How did, how did old Keegan Bradley treat you? <laughs> I'm still drinking your tears. Hold on, let me get some more Keegan tears. Mm-mm-mm. They go down so smooth. It's a special taste. Uh, you know, the worst part is with him withdrawing today is now I don't get to watch him take all your money again as he finished second place this week. But uh, what are you going to do? Uh, Keith Mitchell, Jason Day, uh, all of them between them, uh, the three chalk plays, the the four of the six uh, pivots outperformed them, bringing our total number up to 45% to 55%. Getting pretty close to 50-50, Bob, but I thought the chalk always get there. Does it? Does it? Didn't last week. Why the big guy? When I'm having a winning week, just know the chalk ain't doing well. Which brings us to our highest owned players for this week for, what are we doing? What is this contest? What is this? Oh, the Valspar. The only paint that matters. Uh, Here you go. These are my 10 highest owned players this week for the Valspar. We are going to talk about them. We are going to categorize each one of these players. There's three types of chalk, in my opinion. There's uh, okay chalk, which to me really isn't even chalk. It's just you call it chalk, but it's not really chalk, right? Then there's eh chalk. I don't love it, but like if you're married to it, you can do it. And then there's donkey chalk, which of course means if you play it, you're a donkey dick, okay? So that's where they're at. Let's get talking about him. If you don't know, it looks like pretty clearly this week, which kind of surprised me because his, his form has not been great. And if you need to be consistent off the tee, uh, Justin Thomas ain't the first guy I think of, Bob. But I will tell you this. Justin Thomas does seem to clearly be the most talented player in this field. I think people realize that the pricing is pretty soft this week and you can get to him very easily. So I think people are going to play him. I am in a good mood. And I probably should make him Donkey Chuck, but he's just not quite out of line compared to the other guys. So I'm going to give him, eh. Eh, I'm going to give him eh, Chuck, okay? I don't love it. But if you want to play him, you just commit to playing him in over 50% of your lineups. Because if you don't know, new guy, the rule around here is you got to have 2x leverage on all your players, okay? Jordan Spieth right there at 21%. Once again, kind of surprised he's that high as well. Don't love it, but I, it's still not like eh. disgusting. Eh, Donkey Chuck. So we're going to give him eh, all right? Plus, you got to remember... Rule number one of of building lineups. People spend all their money, okay? And those two guys are the most expensive. They're just going to naturally get ownership. They're going to be 15% to begin with just because people click their name because they're the first and second most expensive guys. But now we get into a little bit more, a little bit more of a complex question. What about our dude Adam Hadwin? Adam Hadwin coming in at a smooth 21.3%. Wouldn't even surprise me if he's the second highest owned guy this week. If you don't know, Adam Hadwin reminds me so much of Keegan Bradley last week, right? He is coming in in great form. He's playing very well. He is a model god. He has great course history here. He's been talking about how confident he is in his game. Everything points to him being a perfect play. He is a perfect play. Nothing could ever go wrong. He is the nuts play. you got to play him. Or you don't. Because that man is Donkey Chuck. The man is Donkey Chuck and we don't play him. Except when we do, guy in the back. Except when we do. Sit down. Okay. Uh, that that's that that just reeks of Keegan. I'm just telling you. You heard it here first. Matthew Fitzpatrick coming in at uh, ten thousand. Surprising, surprising. The guy doesn't play well. He looks like a goober. But I gotta tell you, I think I'm just gonna give him. Eh, I don't love it. I don't love it. Uh, Justin Rose, you're right there, brother. You're right there on the edge. But I'm gonna give you a pass mainly because I want to play you. He's also eh chalk. But now it gets a little more complicated. We got this Wyndham Clark, old Windy C, as some in the industry have started calling him. Coming in at a smooth 19%. If this weather edge really does uh, catch on tonight and people really do uh, gravitate towards this PM AM stack, here's what you need to know. There is only, I mean legit, six guys above $8,000 who are on that PM AM. So if you're going to start cramming those guys in your lineup, you're going to really run out of options. And it's naturally going to lead to these guys getting more ownership. So even though I only have Wyndham Clark at about 19%, it would not surprise me if he comes in higher. I actually think he's going to be closer to something like 21 or 22% if this weather thing really does come to fruition. So because of that, I think I have no choice. The man is. The man's Donkey Chuck, and we don't play him. We don't play him, except when we do, new guy. Except when we do. All right, Sam Burns, I am shocked. I was for sure he was going to be 9% owned, but I think enough people are playing the game and realizing that this guy, even when he's in bad form, can come in here and win at a course that he's done well at twice. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't even think I'd really call him Chalk, but if you want to call him Chalk, we'll just call him Okay, Chalk. Okay, he's okay. All right, that's what I would do. Justin Suh, 
Oh, boy, you were testing me, you mother father. Justin Suh is right on the edge of being donkey chalk. But I think because he has Wyndham right next to him, and I think Wyndham is going to absorb a lot of that ownership, and a lot of people are going to realize, wait a second, I'm playing 18% owned Justin Suh? What am I doing with my life? Well, first of all, valid question. Uh, I think that we're just going to have to give Justin Suh, eh, I don't love it. I don't love it, Bob, but I get it. Uh, Tommy Fleetwood coming in at 15%. He's the fifth most expensive guy on the slate. That is just very simply. That's just very simple. That's just okay, Chuck. I don't even call that Chuck. But some people are like, anything over 15% is Chuck. Okay, no, it's not. But if you want to say that, we'll call it okay, Chuck, for you. Then we get down here to to Jaeger, which, by the way, in my I got third place last week in the $200 single entry, and it was largely due to Jaeger and Hoagie just saying fuck it on the weekends and just birdie and everything. So I, I like some Steven Jaeger, okay? But Steven Yeager is 15%. When there's guys all around him at 3%, 4%, 5%, 6%, if you think Steven Yeager is legit three, four, five times more likely to beat these guys around him, you, sir, are a donkey. And you don't understand that this man right here, he's donkey chuck. The man is donkey chuck. And we don't play him. We don't play him, except when we do, and he gets us third in a GPP. You're a legend, Steven. Thank you for, thank you for, you know, the crazy thing is, if you, if you didn't watch the Cut Sweat show with me and Sia last week, first of all, you missed a hell of a show. Second of all, if Steven Yeager doesn't miss a three-footer for par on his 18th hole, the cut would have been plus one, and he would have never made it. So thank you to that slimy bastard for missing the putt and letting old, letting old cheesesteak hoagie get in there. You're a, you're a legend, Steven. All right, Jonathan Vegas at 13%. Man, I, I got to tell you, he's pushing me. He's right there next to Steven Yeager. I probably should call him I probably should call him Donkey Chuck, but the voice is getting weak, so I'm going to wean her out. I'm just going to call him eh, Chuck. I don't love it. I don't love it, but he is getting too high for Jonathan Vegas, okay? I get it. People want to get high in Vegas. I get it, but, like, not Jonathan, okay? Johatton. And then lastly, T-Dunks coming in at a smooth 11%. His form is trending. He is pretty fairly priced for this field, right? I would thought he would be closer to 7,800 in this field. Uh, and he's coming in at around 11%. Uh, people are going to play him. I, something tells me he's going to be that last guy that gets in everybody's lineup this week. They feel safe with Steve, Tyler Duncan. Okay, I want to play him. So because of that, I think he gets up to 12%. And when you're 12% in the low sevens, there's only one thing to say, sir. You're Donkey Chuck! The man is Donkey Chuck! We don't play him. We don't play him except when we do. Except when we do. I got to get some more Perrier. All right, that is ownership. Let's move over to my model. If you don't know, I'm a big model guy. Life is about the model. I make the model because it has all the truths to the universe, bro. I really care. Look, if I've done, I've done my research, right? I'm, I'm a sweaty tryhard who does research. If you're not playing from the fairways here, you're fooked. No, I'm not putting that on the F counter. So good drives is very important to me this week. Around the green with long rough. Surely you've heard by now, if you listen to any content, that they bumped the rough up to almost four inches this week, and they shrunk the intermediates around the green. So there's going to be some guys playing from the rough frequently. Really value that this week. So many long approaches on this course, whether it's the par fives, the long par threes, or the long par fours. I really value proximity over 200. Uh, uh, those, those medium range par fours seem to be where a lot of the scoring has got done in past years. Of course, I want ball strikers, guys who've been ball striking it recently. Who plays well on those long par fives? Because there are four of them, and we need those guys to get us some birds on those par fives. Because this course doesn't give up a lot of birds. We looked at uh, Poa Trivials, which you know I guess is dormant Bermuda. I don't know. I don't jack off the grass. Okay, some different uh, distances. Of course, we looked at fast greens. We looked at long difficult courses. Course history at Ennisbrook and. Uh, just long, rough courses, right? Because it's not just about around the greens. They also, if you miss the fairway, can you hit your your seven iron out of the, the long rough? So I want to know this. And as you can see, number one in my model, Keegan Bradley. I, w I, I will tell you this. I wouldn't play Keegan Bradley, okay? I, I'm just going to tell you. I wouldn't play him. If you don't know, new guy, Keegan Bradley withdrew this morning. Keegan Bradley's out. The other big withdrawal is Aaron Rye. Those are the two guys you need to make sure are not in your lineups. This is why you don't make your lineups until you watch this show, new guy. All right, as you can see, the good players tend to be very good in the model other than Sam Burns. Sam Burns kind of sucks, okay? Uh, but Matthew Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas all look really good in my model, right? Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, okay, I'll be the first to admit. I'm a little worried about Tommy Fleetwood's uh, off the tee right now, right? He seems to really be missing something. But if you go look at other stuff, he is tremendous around the green on these long, on these long rough courses. He's really good at those longer par fives. He has a great course history here. His, he's good at all those proximity ranges. I mean, he just, he just kind of is good at everything I want to see. 
Um, and, and the crazy thing is, it doesn't seem like anybody wants to play him where I thought he was going to be uh, uh, chalk this week. So if you're a true model guy and you think that the things I looked at are relevant, I don't see how you don't love Tommy Fleetwood this week, who's really number two in the model now that old Keegan Bradley's out, right? The model loves Justin Rose. Surprising there. But Justin Rose has been really good with his driver recently, and that is what has me looking at him the hardest. It seemed like when Justin Rose was really going down there for a while, his driver was just so erratic. And now that he's back, I'm pretty warm to him. Denny McCarthy, look, this is a course where I think I'm actually okay playing team no putt. I'll be the first to tell you, Denny McCarthy will make no less than four 20-foot par putts, right? And he might do well here. But I just, I, this course, even though it's not that long on the scorecard, I'm telling you it plays long, and I just don't like Denny at long courses, although he does seem to perform well here. I just feel like there's other places to get my money in, Bob. Adam Hadwin looks incredible in the model. Part of the reason he's so popular. Course history is great. Uh, let's see, Wyndham Clark looks really, really good in the model, seems to be trending in the right direction. His driver can be fire. He's still a little erratic every once in a while. Gary Woodland, the model loves him, but here's what I tell you about Gary, man. His good drives have been insane recently, and if he's going to be playing from the fairway with his approach game, I mean, I get that he's just a horrific putter on these greens and on fast greens, but Jesus, I mean, Gary, uh, yeah, like he might be back. Old Gare Bear might be back, okay? And if we're just playing long-term talent, Gary Woodland is still a top-five player in this field, just straight talent, okay? I, I will tell you this. I'm probably not going to play him because I've been hurt too much by him. He's hurt me. All right, once again, Aaron, Aaron Rye has withdrawn, which sucks because he was a guy that I really wanted to play this week. Uh, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do, Bob? Uh, being on Ann, a lot of people seem to be concerned about uh, him having an injury. From what I understand is when he withdrew a couple weeks ago, it was because his son was being born. It was not a wrist injury. I wouldn't worry too much about that. If you like Benny Ann, you play him. He actually does seem like a really good pivot in this range. Furthermore, Victor Perez is a guy from the DP World Tour who has been playing very, very well over there. I will warn you, the last time we did this, it was Norn. He came over and he sucked balls and we all lost. However, Victor Perez is in good form and you are going to get him an ownership discount because people don't even know that there's a continent called Europe. Where the hell's that at? Okay, that's what they say. Uh, Steven Yeager, going to be mega chalk, looks good in the model, makes a lot of sense. The man's donkey chalk, but if you love him, you play him. Uh, Nick Taylor. Uh, Nick Taylor's just a guy I always think of at hard courses. I don't know why, but that mother father just plays a hard course well. And I think the winning score this week is going to be somewhere around minus nine to minus 11. And on a course like that, I feel like Nick Taylor is going to get minus eight and finish third place. So I think you've got to be open to Nick Taylor here. I just always notice this Robbie Shelton guy every week, right? Robbie Shelton just is like, is he like a real golfer? Like, is he good? And like, he, the model, he looks pretty solid in the model. If he just puts the ball in the fairway off of the tee, I think the rest of his game is really well suited here. I know that's a big if, but it is there. Will Gordon, a guy I worry about is around the green, but everything else kind of checks out. Pearson Cootie, I'm just telling you. I, I just want to throw this out there. Is there a chance that Pearson Cootie is the next up-and-coming star? And you can be in, right? You can, you, you can be in on him before everybody else is. right? You know, like Will Zalatoris or Joaquin Neiman, where you can see like, oh, this dude's a future star, right? You can be on him before it's cool. I don't know the answer to that, but I get a vibe that like he could be that guy. I'm just telling you, I get that vibe. Uh, Tyler Duncan looks great in the model. He uh, uh, is good at a lot of the stuff you need to be good at. He could never do bad. You should definitely play him. He'll never let you down. Uh, let's see, Luke List, uh, model god. When I think of long, tough courses, I think of Luke List. Once again, I realize this course is less than 7,400 yards, but I'm telling you it plays long. And Luke List is a guy that I trust on long, hard courses. Plus, he has figured something out off the tee. His ball striking seems to be back. And historically, he's actually a pretty decent around-the-green player. If you look at his historical averages, don't look at his last two months. It's been a ruru bad. Ben Taylor's just the dude that we kind of forgot about, but he's kind of solid at everything I want to see, and the dude can roll the rock. There's a couple facts for you, okay? I encourage you to play Patrick Rogers if you hate money. Always a good idea. Uh, who else do we got here? Who else did I want to talk about? Who else? Who else? Oh, Dylan Wu. I almost put him on my top ownership. I think he's the one guy that's going to get steamed under 7K. It's going to be so easy for people to land on him, and they're going to want to put him in their lineups. And here's the thing. Anytime a guy get down here gets over like 8%, which I actually think Dylan Wu might catch that seam tonight and get there, especially in single entry and three maxes, I think there's only one thing to call him. The man's donkey chalk. Okay, so I, I'm telling you, I know, like, you can't go, donkey chalk, he's only 7%. Yes, but if he's 7% and everybody else around him is like a half a percent, he ain't 14, 14 times more likely to outperform them. So just be careful with that. You better really love some Dylan Wu. I see two guys right next to him I would play right ahead of him. Like, actual golfers with actual track records. Awesome. So other made a hole in one last week. You got to play him, right? I will tell you this. The guy does play long, hard course as well. I don't trust Austin Smotherman at Birdie Fest, but I do 
trust him to play long, hard course as well because par is a good score, and that's what he always makes because he sure as shit ain't going to make a birdie putt. From there, Eric Barnes, I'm just him and Eric Kohler, the two guys. I'm on Team Eric. I just think that both these guys are real golfers with real upside, and I'm kind of buying both of them, right? Eric Cole, Eric Barnes, we call him the Johns. Carl Ewan is a dude that we all loved at 7,000 two months ago. Now he's 6,300 in a disgusting field, and nobody wants to touch him. Why? Because he's missed five cuts. You know what? He could never make the cut, or he could. Don't get it caught up in that. These guys can break out of it, especially in a weaker field. Plus, I think his game actually might be suited to here. And if you really hate yourself and playing week-long isn't a big a kick in the nuts, playing a Florida course in the wind isn't a big a kick in the nuts, let me give you the ultimate kick in the nuts. His name is Kyle Stanley, a guy that has definitely lost me more money. Him and Patrick Rogers have lost me the most money in my life, without question, because I see their ball striking, and I'm like, I want, I want to play that guy. And Kyle Stanley actually has been trending in the right direction his past two tournaments. His ball striking seems to be back. And at one time, he was at least an average golfer. Okay. Don't blame. Don't blame. But I might. All right. There you go. Let's get to it. Oh, I, I, I skipped one thing I wanted to talk about at the top. Up top, uh, it, it, it's incredible to me that basically all the way down to Hadwin, all these guys have very moderate ownership. No one really seems to be out of line, right? Uh, Burns wasn't as low as I thought. Fleetwood is lower than I thought, but still not super low. You saw him at 15%. Rose is pretty high. Uh, wait, was Rose on my thing? Uh, okay. Uh, Keegan being out really, I think is going to bump Rose. I think it's going to bump McCarthy and I really think it's going to bump Hadwin, right? I think those are going to be the three biggest benefactors from him being out. But up here, what I would tell you is none of these guys are really out of line. I would say Hadwin's a little high. Thomas is a little high for where they should be, uh, in comparison to everybody else. But why I'm telling you this is if you love these guys up here, get married to one or two of them and stick with them, roll with them. Okay. Get leverage on them and don't just sprinkle all these guys because they're all so lowly owned. Pick two or three of these guys, depending on how big of a player pool you're doing, and marry your ass to them and be convicted. And if they do well, you will have tremendous leverage because some of these guys are going off at you know under 20%, which is actually pretty low and th- with pricing this soft uh, and so few studs up top. Just something to remember. Which leads us to, who is the one guy we are definitely not playing this week? Well, I think this one's simple. I already kind of spoiled it on the ownership, but if you don't know this, anytime there's a guy that checks every single box, he's playing great, he has great course history, he's feeling good, he has a Canadian beard, everything you need, okay? It's the easiest game in the world. You just fade his ass. So the one guy I'm definitely not playing this week, we're not playing Adam Hadwin. Get out of here. Get out of here. And when he misses the cut, this is what we're all going to do. Yes, thank you. Thank you, people in the back. We appreciate you. But it gets to the most important question. Who is the one guy we're definitely going to play this week? Oh, I've got a fun one for you this week. This guy is someone you're not going to see coming. This is a guy that I think actually plays long, hard course as well, even though you wouldn't think he does. He is a guy that does, when he is in contention, will grind his balls off for you. This is a guy that nobody wants to play, and this is a guy that is going to stick a dagger in everybody's heart because they normally play him, and he misses the cut. So there's only one guy to play this week. It's the only one that makes sense. Who am I playing this week? I'm going to give you a clue. Middle Earth is in trouble. We're playing the Hobbit! We're playing Brian Harmon! We're playing Brian! He's going to win! Okay, he's probably not going to win, but he's going to get us at least like a T5, and he's going to win us all the money. The Hobbit is here to save Middle Earth! Let's go get it, Hobbit! Let's go! You ready for that drawing? One second! Don't forget to go check out my website, dgen75.com. It is the fastest-growing community. Just go look at that collage. Go look at all those flags flying, and just look at all the happy people that are over there. It is the best place out there. It is a great community. I teach you how to play. I don't give you a single fucking pick. If that sounds fun, check it out. We have week long. If, you, if you're not sure you want to get married to us yet, I have the best tool in all of PGA DFS called the Rosetta Stone. It's not a website where we say, hey, here's a bunch of random numbers you don't know what to do with. Figure it the fuck out. We don't do that. We give you everything you need. I explain to you what matters, what you should focus on, and you get to pick what helps you make the best lineups and the things that you want to focus on. I love it. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Tell a friend about me because you know YouTube ain't going to share my ass. So if you would, I'd appreciate it. We're pushing to 3,000. I'd appreciate you guys getting me there. Don't forget to go check out the pod. Episode two will be out soon. And of course, let me tell you the coolest story of all. If you didn't see, the winner of last week was a guy named Cody Berry. Me and Cody Berry decided to push our week-long lineup to Sunday Showdown. And if you don't know, me and Cody took third place in the big $25 contest on Sunday for a smooth $20,000. So for the first time in my life, I was very excited to send somebody $10,000. Me and Cody split that $20,000 50-50, but 
Cody was such a legend that I always tell people that I split a lineup with, hey, go throw it in a secondary contest so you can track it and, you know, like stay updated with how it's doing. And this motherfucker went and put it in the $10.18 max, which we also shipped. And Cody was cool enough to split that. So I guess I have actually won my baby now, or at least halfway won it, right? So, me and, so for all of you that don't realize these drawings, what upside they have, just know that I PayPal to do $10,000 this week. We had to do tax forms and everything. It was a whole event. But you know what? I got another brother now. Another brother. All right, let's get to it. Our first drawing winner tonight, this is to make a lineup with me, is going to be the, the, the editor's going to do it over here in the chat, and he's actually going to do two because the second name is going to be who plays me in the fuck counter. So let's get to it, editor. Give me the winners. The winner for uh, making a lineup with me this week is Cody. No! No! No way it's Cody Berry. No, he is disqualified. Cody Berry does not get it. Jeff you, <laughs> Cody's rich, okay? Cody's a rich, rich man now. I know. I've seen his PayPal account. All right. So, uh, Jeff Hackman, you win a lineup with me. Now to play me in the F counter. I don't care. I don't care what Cody says. All right. He's already, he's a super nice dude. $500 in giveaways he's sponsoring too that we still got to get to after Nuggets. But no, I insist. I want other people. Give me another name, editor. Jeff, you win the lineup. Now for the fuck counter. It's Nick again. No. Nick is disqualified. We got to get more. You know what? I'm about to start banning these people. I don't want to whoop Nick's ass again. Another name. We will be here all night. We will be here all night until I get some other names. All right. Zach Jeffers. There you go. Zach, send me a one-on-one -on -one challenge on uh, uh, DK. Uh, for a uh, week long and we will play heads up if you beat me i will fuck 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 send you 20 bucks uh, i don't did that rhyme let's go sorry nick deal with it if you want to play me one-on-one -on -one, nick i'll still play and we'll just play for some cash pretty sure you already owe me for austin me and uh, me and nick and a bunch of the boys from the dgen 75 community are going to the dell match play next week uh if uh, so you know if you're gonna be there come meet up with us man we'll have a good time we're gonna we're gonna drink some beer we're gonna talk some shit and we're gonna sweat some lineups it's gonna be a good time the first dgen 75 retreat of many to come i assume because i got i got a lot of mother father brothers that live all across this country and i want to meet a bunch of them so if you're gonna be there reach out to us all right, I think that's it. I think that's it. Let's uh, let's get to some questions. Let me bring up my thing here. Let me get over to my questions real quick. Uh, we are, hey, for all of you that stung, stuck around past that, I'm going to do one more drawing at the end, okay? Because I, I hate when people leave after I do the drawing. Slimy bastards. So hang around through q and I'll do another one at the end. Editor, don't let me forget to do another one. Let's see here. What do we got? Billy, another man that I'm going to Austin with, the guy that helped me put the whole thing together. When does DGen 75 show start? Pat Mayo, or DGen 85 show start? Pat Mayo says uh, he's a muscle listen. Hey, DGen 85 is just 10% better than me. I would check him out. Hey, Pat didn't have to give me a shout out on his show. I appreciate it. It's okay. When you put a random number at the end of your name, sometimes people get it wrong. Pat's a legend. In my opinion, he's the GOAT. I will never say a bad thing about him. I mean, maybe if he, like, slandered my mother or something, I would stand up for it. But other than that, I'm not going to say anything bad about Pat. Oh, man, you again? Uh, can you give us your thoughts on Patrick Rogers, please? Uh, I hate him, so you should probably go all in on him. No, I mean, honestly, Patrick Rogers, here's the thing. Patrick Rogers bombs it off the tee. Patrick Rogers can putt. I want guys who are in the fairway off the tee, which is not Patrick Rogers, and I want guys that really can't putt. I'd rather see other parts of their game good, okay? I mean, if they putt well, that's not that big of a deal. But um, I, 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 there's other things that I prioritize this week. So he's not what I'm looking for, Nick. Oh, and there's that middle ground where um, he's a fucking loser. There's that too. Okay. Uh, what's up with this Florida weather? Bill, it's, this is the most fun time of golf for the year because we get some real carnage, right? If I have to watch one more birdie fest out in California, I'm going to kick myself in the nuts. I don't even need, need week-long to do it. Doesn't seem like anyone can be a weather person. It does seem like that, Nick, which is good because that means there's a lot of people out there peddling some stupid shit. Yo, ready for some nasty lineups this week? Me and Tiger fan, we placed in our lineup too. Did you like and sub yet? Jeff Jeff is a man that gets it. Go like and sub. How many like? We're only at 106 likes, Jeff. Jesus. These people are not reading the chat. Should I fly out and meet you at the Dell? Justin, yes. I actually think we have one spot left if you want to join us. I, I legit think we have one room left if you want to come join. I'm not kidding. Uh, shoot, me a, shoot me a DM over on the Discord. We'll set it up. DJ, I'm on board, uh, DJ, I'm on board this week with Dylan Wu shaping up to be Donkey Chuck. Uh... Who's your sleeper pick, Battle Gerard? Uh, I will take my. Okay, so you want to. Who's your sleeper? All right, you're going to. So Billy's taking Gerard. My sleeper is. I'm going to take Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth will be my sleeper. We'll go 1v1 for uh, for beer at the at the, uh, at the the Dell match play. I got a kid. I got a feeling about this Jordan Spieth kid. I'm telling you, he's a whippersnapper. All right, how, uh, how low is too low when uh, scraping the bottom of the barrel for the last guy in your lineup? 
Bill, I'm going to tell you this whenever I go over there. I, I'll talk more about this over on the, uh, the final video I'm going to make, but I, I really don't think you want to be diving into the 6Ks a whole lot this week. I think that there's going to be carnage, and any 6 of 6 you can get through is going to be like worth a million bucks in equity, okay? So I don't think you want to be dumpster diving. I think it's a lot better to go dumpster diving at uh, tournaments that are, uh, you know, uh, like, like a birdie fest, because scrubs can go off at birdie fest. Hard, tough courses with wind really do bring out the best of the best. And so because of that, I don't want to take a lot of punts. That's me, brother. Uh, golf? Yeah, we're going golfing, you mother father. Nick, another super chat. The editor eats one more week. Uh, have no fear. By the way, if you ever think that Nick gives too much money, just go look at his screenshot. The guy wins so much money. It, it, uh, no fear. Uh, editor, as long as I keep winning, you'll keep eating. Well, that's a lot of pressure. Uh, 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 nasty Nate season? Look, I played Nate Lashley last week, Michael, and I really liked him. He was one of my big sleepers, and he did well for me. But, man, to go from 6,200 to, to, what is he, uh, 7,600 just seems like a big jump, man. Like, I, I, 7,600 ain't cheap, bro. Like, that's within, like, nearly near the average player cost. And I'm just like, is Nate Lashley really any different than, like, I don't know, any of these guys? Zach Johnson, is he really any different than him? Like, I feel like they're the same dude. Um... All right, let's see here. Let's get. If I don't see a question mark, I'm not answering. Stars and scrub are balanced three max. Um, well, look, Jeff, this is always the answer to this. I think you you shouldn't worry so much about what other people are doing at golf because lineups are so different at golf as is. What I would really do is I would let who you like dictate the answer to that. If you find yourself loving Thomas and Spieth this week, well, then go stars and scrubs. If you find yourself loving Hadwin, McCarthy, and Rose, well, then go three nine k guys and go a little bit more balanced. Right? Uh, that would be my advice to you. Don't let roster construction dictate your player pool. Let who you like and who you land on dictate what type of lineups you build. That that, that might be counterintuitive to a lot of the advice that other people give, but that's what I'm giving, Bob. That's what I'm giving. Hey, what's up, Zach? Long time no see. Need a long shot one and done pick. Who do you like? Uh, who? Uh, Gary Kego. Gary Kego. <laughs> Gary Kego is the, the perfect one and done. Uh, okay. Are, are uh, guys really better at playing in the wind? Time for Victor Perez. Uh, oh, Euro guys. I mean, that's a narrative that's out there. I think they deal with it more frequently than PGA guys, but I don't think they're necessarily better. I just think Victor Perez is a guy that's coming in with a lot of confidence, and I don't think a windy Florida course is going to scare him. That's my opinion. Uh, Burns three-peat? You know what? If he was going to be 10%, I had made myself a promise I was going to play at least 80% of him. But now that I see he's getting ownership, I'd rather just fade him. Uh, Jerry says, what do you think of playing two top chuck uh, above 9K and running four uh, low 7K guys? Uh, I don't mind it, but here's the same thing I told the other guy, Jerry. you got to be liking some guys down here. Don't just follow some you know, donkey rule just to follow it. If you really like two guys down here, if you really like Luke List and Trey Mullinex and you're comfortable with those being your guys down there, well, then do it. But like, don't, you know, don't say this is the kind of lineup I'm going to make and then go shove a bunch of guys in there that you don't like or you don't think are a good course fit, right? Uh, or that might be on the bad side of the weather if you're playing the weather narrative. What do you think about Matt Wallace? Devin, how dare you ask me that? <clears throat> I love him. He's a grinder, man. He will. Uh, he's a dude that will go out there, and if he has his A game this week, he will grind his balls off for you the whole tournament. I will tell you, there is a chance he will be five over through seven. He'll be like, why did I play this loser? But just know, if he's three under through six, he is going to battle all the way till the end of the tournament. That's what Matt Wallace does. He's kind of a head case like Hatton, but the good thing about head cases is when they're locked in, they're fucking killers. All right, you fading everyone above 10K? Mm, no, I think I will play one of them. Uh, let's see. How much Rodgers is too much this week? Uh, you know, I, 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 20%. I would never play more than 20% Patrick Rodgers, but that's also because, you know, I, I, I want to uh, not be broke. There's that. Uh, is it a good thing to bring back, uh, a, a good spot to bring back for SH Kim? I got to tell you real quick, Tyler, I didn't even look at SH Kim. Uh, just glancing, he doesn't hit the fairways, he's not good around the greens, and he sucks with long irons. Not a good start, Bob. And he's terrible at, at these type of greens, so I, not the first guy I'd think of. Is he good at long, hard courses? No, he's not. Yeah, I don't like him. Who's ejecting first? Uh, probably a guy in the AM, Jason. That'd be my guess. Who's your biggest kick in the nuts play this week? Uh, that's easy. Kyle Stanley. I'm going to play him, and I'm already counting the money. I'm going to lose. Very excited for the opportunity to lose thousands of dollars on Kyle Stanley again. The world feels right again. The world feels right. Peter Lavin, random question. How often do you uh, open the DK app during the weekend and check your teams? Peter, I try to make a point not to check my lineups until uh, Friday afternoon. 
uh, right? When, when I really start sweating the cut, I look and see if I have any good lineups that are really up in the money, which I've done this so long. I basically can look at my players that are starred on the PGA app and know if I've got some real burners going, right? But I try to really hold off on that. Um, and uh, then once I do see if I have some lineups, then I start clicking on them to see, are these live to get six of sixes? I also really use cut sweats for that. You can do that process very quick with them. Bramlett or Michael Kim? Last in. That's easy. Give me Bramlett all day. Michael Kim can fuck off. All right. Who do you like in the lower 7K range? Uh, I mean, I hate that he's chalky because I really like him, Hannah, but I'm a Luke List guy, man. This just seems like a Luke List course. With the weather being unpredictable, is it better to play no wave and week long and use our advantage in showdown? Uh, Nick, as that little Hispanic girl says in that great gif, why not both? Uh, okay, what are you? Uh, what stats are you looking the most at on this course? You got to be in the fairway. You got to be good out of long rough, and you got to be good with long irons. Those are the three things I care the most about, Delbert. Hey, uh, Nakoda, what is up, brother? Long time no see. Uh, Christian Smith, uh, thoughts on one to two guys this week at 100% of your lineups. Christian, I'm just going to tell you, who the hell do you want to play in 100% of your lineups? I would love to know that because I'm having a hard time getting to want to have any of these motherfathers, even 50% of my lineups. I love nobody this week. I don't even really like anybody this week. So to be married to two guys on this course with these players, I'm not into it. But if you love them, do it. You know, like if I, if, if I was completely sold on somebody, you know, the weird thing is the guy I was most sold on this week was Keegan Bradley. If there was ever one guy I was going to go 100% on, it would have been Keegan. But now that he's out, there's like literally nobody I would even consider consider for that so not for me but that doesn't mean you can't do it are we eating the sam burns chalk i wouldn't really call him talk jeff he's he's quite a bit lower than everybody else around him most of his ownership is just simple it's just he's the third third highest price guy so he's going to get a little bit of ownership but i feel like if you want to play sam burns i don't think i call that chalk and i feel pretty good about playing him uh hey guys the f counter classic What's up, Doug? Glad you like it, brother. Is Lingmarth a bad idea? I Yeah, Storm, I got to tell you, I don't love chasing Lingmarth weeks. Although he has, like, in the last year shown that, like, he has a pulse again, and he is kind of decent in Florida, bro. Uh, so there could be something there. Not for me, but I get it. I get it. All right, let's see. You just picked the wrong one for the job. Uh, I don't – oh, wait. Oh, oh, huh. What do you think about uh, Shelton? Darren, I'm telling you, man, there's something about this guy. And I, I just, every week, I'm like, hey, what's up, boy? And uh, I, I got a thing for him. I don't know why. And if no one is going to play him, I'm in. I'm in. Brandon Wu this week. I feel, Bill, I feel like he's a little overpriced, bro. I feel like he's a little overpriced. And he's, like, horrific around the greens. That's my two concerns. Thoughts on Victor? Warm. Warm. Okay. Uh, Matthew. Madonna. Let's go. Uh, Vogue. Uh, what, what what do you think of the stack to finish the front nine on Friday? Super windy, finish the front nine, cut, easier, seven, eight, nine. Uh, I mean, that's that's a lot of advanced thinking. Here's what I'm thinking. I just don't want guys out there in this shit right here. That's what I don't want. Four, five, six o'clock when they're finishing, we are, we are looking at sustained 19-mile-an-hour winds with gusts up to 20 to 23. That ain't nothing, Bob, and the course will be a little crusty that day. So, you know, don't love it. Don't love it. You got to remember, guys, the last two years, Sam Burns has boat raced this course. They went the winning score around here no more than minus 12. And Sam Burns has been blowing past that. They are going to make this course tougher this year. They're going to make these guys pay. And uh, I think the winning score, as I told you, will be at most minus 11. I think it'd probably be closer to minus nine if I had to bet. Since I was DFL in your contest last week, do I get to collab on my dime? I mean, that seems fair, Rashad. I'll, if you want to make a lineup on you, I'll do it with you, big guy. Uh, let's see. Any pivot ranges this week? Yeah, that's a great question, brother. Great question. Kind of skipped over it. It seems like the big pivot range this week, Jordan. Great question, by the way. You're you're a fucking honor student. Uh, would be this would be this uh, low 8K range. They're really getting forgotten about here, right? Uh, 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 let me let me rephrase that. Upper seven. So Victor, Ann, Lee, Poston, Taylor, Moore, uh, Ben Griffin. This this little range right here seems to be very forgotten about. So if that's a range you can find yourself landing with maybe your third or fourth guy in a lineup, I think that's a great range to get into. There's just not going to be a lot of ownership there that's what i'd say brother great question uh why do uh i want to play the hobbit this week same reason as me Corey. he's a legend okay and we got to save middle earth from sauron uh let's see here is the hobbit actually a decent under own play this week wow you guys you guys were shocked by that reveal weren't you uh if we go a 10k guy who's the cheapest guy we play in a single entry uh if if we go 10k guy who is the cheap play in a single entry who is oh so like you need a cheap guy to pair with him well in a single entry give me somebody like a you know give me a give me a freaking um, 
uh, Gary Kigo. Give me some, one of these low-owned guys. Give me freaking Akshay Batia. Give me Samuel Stevens. Give me a low-owned guy with big upside. That's what I want. Is this the week that we that Middle Earth is saved? It is, Ricardo. You guys were all over that shit. You guys were all over it. I've been trying to keep my 20 max pool small, but I've been uh, struggled to building. Uh, do you have a good breakdown cost-wise? So in, in the 20 max, Chris, here's what I usually tell people. I keep my player pool around 15 guys. I usually do about four guys over 9K, about five to six guys in that eight uh, 7.5 to 8.9K, and then I fill in the rest with guys 7.4 and below. And the reason I do that is that's going to allow me the ability to mix and match those guys. If you put too many guys up high or too many guys down low or too many guys in the middle, you're not going to be able to mix and match that player pool, and it kind of defeats the purpose of even having a tight player pool. Riley or Harmon? I kind of like them both, but I guess I got to go with Harmon seeing I picked him. Michael, how do you feel about uh, Cole this week? I always like Cole. There's the answer. I'm a, I'm a Cole. Uh, Eric, if, if their first name's Eric, I'm in. Okay? Uh, even Bana. Okay? Big fan of Achilles. Wait, no. Achilles killed him. Big fan of Hector. Uh, if you're building 150-plus lineup shooting for sub-1% product ownership for every lineup... Uh, I think you want to be less than 1%, bro. When you multiply those together, it should be like 0.003. It should be a very small number. Then take that number and multiply it times the number of entries in the GPP that you're looking at, and then you want that number to definitely be less than 1. Because if that number starts to be 2, 3, 5, 10, that is how many times you should expect to be duped. All right, favorite play this week. Love the cut of your jib. Peter, I like the cut of your jib, you mother father. It's uh, my favorite play this week. I guess it's I guess it's Brian Harmon. I don't know. I don't really do picks. I just I just yeah, I kind of liked him this week, and I wanted to do a bit. Fire up Hickok. I I you know Sean. I'm seeing him in like eight percent ownership. I don't fucking get it, Bob. I don't get it. Unique players on the solver. Do you use them to set min max for individuals? One unique player on the solver. Do you use or just set min max? Uh, sometimes like if I have too chalky of a player pool, I'll do that. Or if I have a specific range I want to get into, I'll do that. But typically, I just set mins and maxes, and I cut out so many players that are chalky that it, it, it kind of takes care of itself over on the solver is this postman week going to deliver the mail i mean i'm telling you he makes no sense brett so probably uh how do we get our names on the wheel all right ben we, there is no will this week right it's just you got to be in the chat we did the will last week because it was the players we'll do the will again for the masters it's simple just like and retweet over on the twitters if you don't have that you can always leave a comment on one of the videos that will also get you on there Am I allowed to make one emotional support lineup before the stream? Yes, but you got to be willing to throw it away, burn it in flames, and redo it as soon as it's over. What do you think about the 88? Oh, man, I, I love it. It's my favorite contest this week. I think I put uh, seven, ten, 7 to 10 lineups in it. I really like it. Uh, it's, it's a great structure. Great structure. Um, it's a good one to spam, right? If you're going to play 1000 bucks this week, I'm telling you, just go play like, what, 12 lineups in that, right? That's a great contest. Great question. Uh, let's see. A lot of great questions tonight. We got, we got all the honor students here what the hell's going on uh all right thoughts on the gim reaper this week man i'll tell you i always tell this story when i was at the fantasy golf world championship brant the uh kid cuddy the guy who finished third won three hundred thousand dollars i believe uh looked me in the he played gim reaper he was the only guy that played gim that week i said you played doug gim in your lineup to win a million bucks and he went you always play doug gim on long hard courses i'll never forget him saying it and so to this day uh, i i always remember that and this is a long hard course in my opinion so doug gim according to kid cuddy would be a good play uh all right 200 single entry or one 250 max well that's easy kevin how many guys do you like in your in your uh, well no i i gotta tell you the 200 single entry this week i don't like i think you'd be fine not giving up too much leverage playing one in the 254 max uh, let's see. Cootie, Chalk, or do we like him this week? Uh, no. Cootie is going to be the furthest thing from Chalk. Brother. All right. Skipping down here. Uh, will you play Patrick Rogers on St. Patrick's Day? <sighs> no, because he will not make my beer green, nor will he make my wallet green, because the guy's a fucking loser. All right. I appreciate you, big guy. I hope you do a lineup with you. Garnum, let's go. Me and you, brother. Let's do it. Uh, uh, is this the week Gary Woodland learns to putt? Probably not, Justin, but... God, he does everything else so well, right? And, and even though he's not great at around the greens, I just always remember him at the U.S. Open, like being like freaking Seve Ballesteros. I'm like, oh my gosh. All right, uh, where is the other big guy Harry Higgs rating in your model, bruh? Harry Higgs is not good. I know that. I, I don't know where he's at, but I know this. I know I looked at him, and he ain't real, real good. I don't even know his price, so I must have looked over him real quick. Isn't he like 6,400 or something? Yeah, he's not good. There's the answer to that one. All right, no question marks. I'm skipping. Who are your favorite couple value plays, guys under the price? Bill, I did the sleepers while I'm sleepy this morning. I'm not giving it to the YouTubes for free. Go watch that. 
Webb Simpson for all the monies? I don't know, Nick. I, I still think he's broke. I think we just got like a random Webb good day on that Sunday when he shot 10 birdies. I still don't. I, I still think he's broke. Davis Riley one and done. I think he's a great one and done play. I think uh, I, I think he would be pretty low, Ricky. Uh, low owned, that is. And I think he offers immense upside. I think Davis Riley's a real talent. I'm a long-term buyer in him. All right, uh, with your winnings, you chasing any extra fantasy? Travis, that's a great question, man. I played, I'm playing maybe about five, six hundred dollars in fantasy golf world championship tickets. I'm really waiting till a big showdown edge. I feel like the best chance to win fantasy golf world championship tickets is playing the more expensive ones, the nine hundred dollars, the two thousand. Playing it on a showdown slate, yes, you got to play all the, the the ringers in this industry. But to be honest, that's just that's just set. That's so much more likely of beating those guys than it is hitting the nuts lineup against a thousand people. So when I really get serious about it when I really realize like I'm running out of time to win this I'm really going to start hammering those showdown things and chasing it there but I, to answer your question yes I did do a little bit more this week ranch water or, or bush light how dare you ranch water uh do you like Justin Rose I do I do sir am I a donkey for thinking Pearson Cootie uh could be this year's Cam Young no I, I I'm telling you I think this is a guy we need to be early on I don't think I'm going to play him this week but I'm not opposed to it Bob I think he's a thing I think he's a thing I really do uh, can you touch uh, 15% Victor Perez as well? I don't think he's going to be 15%, Darren. Devin, I don't know where you saw that, but that's my, that's not what he is on my numbers, brother, and I'm pretty good at ownership. Uh, let's see. Uh, who is the one guy you ain't playing? Oh, you know who that is. That's Adam Hadwin. I, I just faded that donkey chug. It's a lifestyle, brothers. And if he goes out and smashes this week, here here's what's going to happen. If he goes out and smashes this week, I'm going to lose money, and, all, and 99% of the people that played him are going to lose money. If he goes out this week and misses the cut, all those people that played him are going to lose money, and I'm going to win money. Do you see the difference there? Okay. Are you watching March Madness? I'll probably check it out. I'll probably have it on in the background, but, uh, you know, it's not a big priority to me. Uh, it, it doesn't help that OU sucks now. Uh, who is the chalk you're willing to eat this week? Probably somebody from the good wave. If I end up going with the Weather Edge, Hannah, I will eat chalk from the wave that I'm preferring. Which of the lower guys do you think is a good pivot for this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, um, let's see. Low, which, of the, which of the 9K guys? So the 9K guys that would be a good pivot, uh, I, I, I think the answer is uh, Riley and Harmon are really the only two, and, and Fleetwood. I think those will be the three lower owned of the group. Uh, I can see Wyndham getting to 21, 23. I, I agree. Am I crazy for thinking about playing Aberg? No, I think he should be open to almost anybody this week. For real. Like, just embrace it. And I think Aberg's going to be very low owned. Fitz is a goober. Do you really add names to the will? And do you really add names to the will? That was just a filler complex. We didn't actually do that. We're just doing it from the, the chat over here. That was just to remind me to talk about it. If I don't have my tabs open, I forget to talk about shit. Gary Woodland bones me every time I play him. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the party, pal. Uh, I agree. Am I crazy for playing him again? No, because you can. You got to have forgiveness in your heart at PGA DFS. You really do. If you like, I'm never playing the guy. He always screws me. Then he's going to screw you when he wins the tournament. No honorable mention to 7% Dylan Wu Chalk. Uh, uh, yeah, Zach, he just didn't put it on the thing. I mentioned it later. Okay, got to start skipping some here. Are you really going to take a swift kick in the nuts by playing Kyle Stanley? Bill, I love a good swift kick in the nuts. Why do you think I play week long? Cooper, I don't recognize your name. What's up, brother? Thoughts on Smotherman and Ben Taylor? Uh, I, I think they both play a hard course as well, so I'm warm to both of them. I don't think anybody's going to play either one of those mother fathers. So I think they're good lovers plays. Thoughts on Lashley? I'll pass. Thoughts on Vonderlin? Hey, I, I think he's a dude. Like, I think he might be a real player, Mr. Bontorini. I think he might be a real guy. Ryan Moore or Michael Thompson? Oh, that's easy. Neither. That's the answer there. Uh, thoughts on the bins? Uh, what? Taylor and Griffin? Uh, I think they're both good fits here. I think those guys will both grind for you. They both strike me as uh, 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 grinders. Why is the F counter so low? Because sometimes I forget to click it, Dr. D-Lo. Uh, let's see. I feel sick. I knew, I knew it was coming. <laughs> this must have been when I got to the Hobbit. Not the Hobbit, please. <laughs> All right, let's see. I'm glad I could break some souls. What are your thoughts about the old guys warming? Dude, I think Zach Wilson actually looks kind of good, Bill. All right, let's see. Man, I broke some hearts. With the, with <laughs> it's a, a lot of torn up people about Brian Harmon. <laughs> I'm going to go back. To, look, he's a hobbit. That doesn't mean he's a bad person. It just means he has big feet and he's short. All right, that's all that means. Uh, thoughts on MJ DeFew? I'm out, Keegan. Just like uh, Keegan's out of the tournament. Uh, am I messed up in the head for liking Andrew Novak? I mean, I I think you're getting a little too cute getting down there, Rick. But if he if he does it for you, check him out, man. Uh, let's see. Are you not scared of the Hobbit approach lately? Yeah, dude. Uh, look. He doesn't make a lot of sense, and that's why he makes sense because it's PGA DFS, and sometimes the guys don't always just point to their in great form, okay? 
Uh, that it, it, I'm, I'm getting him at discounted ownership. I know he plays long, hard course as well. I'm just betting that the little hobble will figure it out. He puts the ball in the fairway. He's good around the greens. I just hope uh, he's he's immaculate on these putting surfaces. He does a lot of stuff well. Okay, I know what I'm getting myself into with him. Yes, he's not been ball striking. I would like to see that. But if he was doing everything well, he wouldn't be the lowest owned in this range. He'd be the highest owned, right? So I'm just playing the game, brother. Just playing the game. All right, not many guys I like up top. Would it be crazy to lock Fleetwood? I mean, I'm telling you, I just don't like locking anybody. I'm a guy that will lock guys. I really will. I just don't want to do it at this tournament, man. Uh, any prize pick leans? Yeah, uh, tomorrow I would probably I, – I would kind of see how the course plays, and then I would make a lot of money on Friday, Jeff. That would be my answer. And I think Saturday they'll overreact, and you'll make a lot of money the other way. So uh, 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 check that out. I'll do, I'll, uh, remind me, and I'll talk about that on the Discord round too. Uh, let's see. Next week, live stream going to be uh, an OG one. About six ranch waters deep. I got to drive to Austin the next morning, T-Swin. I'm not going to be drinking. Rumors is Neesmith tinkering with his equipment. Should I play him? Uh, I, well, I wasn't interested in him until you told me that. I love a good narrative. Uh, all right. Skipping through some questions here. God, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Uh, Rose and Fleetwood, the first two picks in single entry uh, for single entry, a crazy one? I don't think so at all. I think you got some win equity there, and I think both those guys can finish in the top five. Maybe you go find a $8,000 whoever that wins the tournament. Uh, all right, Sam Ryder, uh, weak in the wind. Man, I'm seeing, yeah, I mean, I just don't like his ownership this week, but I, he does make sense, dude. Uh, all right, last question. Anything uh, on Taylor Moore, Cody? I have not looked. Uh, I don't really know that there was anything. I know he played really well last week, and I was uh, he did me well at Showdown Saturday, but I haven't heard anything. But I will tell you this, guys. It has been another awesome week. Make sure to come check me out uh, Friday and Saturday for the Showdown Hoedown. Be here every week for the live stream. Next week will be Tuesday because the tournament starts on Wednesday for the match play, and if you don't know, you need to tune in to me to know how to play the match play well, okay? In the meantime, just like I told you last week, if I... I can win at the players. Anybody can win at the players. And trust me, I won at the players. So as Ted Lasso came out today, it is important to remember tomorrow when things look bad, just believe, brother. That's all you got to do. Have some fun. Kick some ass. Share those screenshots with me. I'll see you guys in two days. Enjoy this outro, you motherfuckers. <laughs>